You're listening to Wickham Sound online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. Somebody said that it couldn't be done, but he with a chuckle replied that maybe it couldn't, but he would be one who wouldn't say so till he'd tried. So he buckled right in with the trace of a grin on his face. If he worried, he hid it. He started to sing as he tackled the thing that couldn't be done, and he did it. Somebody scoffed, oh, you'll never do that. At least no one ever has done it. But he took off his coat and he took off his hat. And the first thing we knew, he'd begun it. With a lift of his chin and a bit of a grin, without any doubting or quid it, he started to sing as he tackled the thing that couldn't be done, and he did it. There are thousands to tell you it cannot be done. There are thousands to prophesy failure. There are thousands to point out to you one by one the dangers that wait to assail you. But just buckle in with a bit of a grin. Just take off your coat and go to it. Just start in to sing as you tackle the thing that cannot be done. And you'll do it. how we started the show 12 months ago as we remember uh, the great Bill Turnbull who sadly passed away uh, a year ago. We'll be bringing you news of Prostate Cancer UK's latest campaign in memory of uh, the Chairboys fan and of course broadcasting legend as well. Uh, many of you will have known him, many will be involved in the march which is taking place next month. Uh, we'll look ahead to that as well. Also on the way in the next hour we'll catch up with Phil with our match uh, briefing. We'll look ahead to the trip to Northampton on Saturday and uh, reflect on uh, the defeats to Sutton in the EFL slash Carabao Cup. Uh, we'll also hear from manager Matt Bloomfield uh, which uh, was uh, recorded after the full-time whistle. We'll also hear uh, from the manager speaking earlier on today as well. Uh, we'll also catch up with someone who's very familiar with Sutton as, <laughs> as a word uh, and also as a team he scored two of his ten goals uh, against them uh, exactly almost 30 years ago uh, as part of uh, that uh, side which uh, got us to the trophy final and also of course uh, won promotion to uh, the Football League as well Matt Crosley uh, will be joining us very very soon as well really looking forward to uh, catching up with him again we'll hear from Carl Simon as well who's the Wickham Wanderers women's manager but first as we remember the great Bill Turnbull one year on since he passed away after being diagnosed with prostate cancer uh, the club urges men to broadcast it like Bill and take and share Prostate Cancer UK's online risk checker to help understand their risk of detecting prostate cancer. Bill was one of the chairboy's most passionate supporters falling in love with the club during the FA Cup run to the semi-final in 2001 and attending many games with his sons before accepting the invitation to become the club's commentator for his online broadcasts. Uh, I'm sure uh, you remember his... uh, 
referee's comments very well indeed. The BBC Breakfast presenter uh, naturally triumphed in the role, becoming just as big a hit uh, with the Wickham faithful as he was with the millions of viewers on the red sofa, preparing a beer in the bar uh, with fans to any red carpet treatment on his visits to Adams Park. Uh, Bill developed a close friendship with many around the club, in particular Matt Bloomfield, and would later become a near neighbour of his in Suffolk as well. Uh, We'll hear the manager refer to that later on in the show too. Bill's cancer diagnosis encouraged him to share his story with men across the world, and his legacy remains around the club and further afield as well, with uh, many men taking his advice to get checked out for early signs of prostate cancer and also to talk to each other about their experiences as well. One year on from his passing, Prostate Cancer UK is celebrating the power of awareness to create change and is asking the nation, you might have heard them launch today the campaign, broadcast it like Bill and share its 30-second online risk checker which you can find via the Wickham Wanderers website as well uh, we also see uh, quotes from Laura Kirby who's the chief executive of Prostate Cancer UK who said it was important to see a reaction after thousands of men missed out on diagnosis during the pandemic there's been a huge rise in referrals and treatments uh, and uh, that's testament to the incredible work done by so many to raise awareness and she thanks the NHS staff who have been treating more patients than ever before. As I say, you can find out more details on the Wickham Wanderers website and some information as well as we uh, count down to uh, a very special event, which, uh, again, you may have uh, uh, well have heard about, uh, which is a 26.2-mile marathon march, uh, which uh, also is in aid of uh, Prostate Cancer UK as well. That happens on the 17th of September, and uh, it, it starts at Wembley. And uh, you might have heard about it because uh, it's been spearheaded by uh, Jeff Stelling, who's who's done this uh, for a number of years as well. And uh, there are many uh, more than 300 people involved in that. And uh, not only that as well, but uh, they, they've already uh, raised uh, a lot of money uh, for a very good cause as well, of course. And uh, the countdown well and truly on to this March uh, where uh, you can follow uh, Jeff Stelling and uh, the many who are taking involved they've been going through loads of training already raised more than £110,000 and uh, just some of those people involved include Ian Baker Tracy Brown uh, Alan Cecil as well who I'm sure you'll be familiar with uh, and himself who's, who's battled prostate cancer Steve Kopp as well Tony Hector the club director uh, Craig and Charlie Kay as well uh, Joanne Ledger is uh, also involved uh, well done to Ian Patty uh, Peter Radford and uh, also uh, Jeremy Spollander uh, and uh, also Anthony Stone as well as Alan Sunderland I'm not reading out all 300 Peter Walker and also Charlie Wicks who are all taking part in the event as well uh, do check out the Wickham Wanderers website for more details on how you can uh, support them as I say it's happening on the 17th of September and uh, they'll uh, very much welcome your support as they march from Wembley to Adams Park in memory of Bill Turnbull. Uh, more details on that uh, throughout uh, this show as well, as we'll bring you the uh, Broadcast It Like Bill um, message as well a little later on. But first, uh, let's catch up with Phil, who uh, we caught up with to uh, reflect on uh, that uh, EFL Cup exit at the hands of Sutton United on Tuesday night. Well, yeah, uh, it was a bit of a bump in the road, really, because we looked like we were starting to put together some performances and results unbeaten in three in the league coming into the cup game against the team down the bottom end of, of League Two. Uh, we'd comfortably beaten MK Dons in round one. So I think, you know, 
with justification, fans are maybe looking at a possibility of a cup run as well. Um, but on the night, just disappointing, really. Um, we, we created chances. We weren't clinical. I thought Sutton took their chance really well. Uh, it was an unfortunate sort of defensive error that led to their goal. And once they're in the lead, um, they were full value for their defensive display and, and two banks of four. Really difficult to break down, but when the chances came for Wickham, they didn't take them. And that's what will really hurt Matt Bloomfield and, and the boys. And yeah, just disappointing. And after the game, Matt Bloomfield couldn't hide his disappointment either. We started the game off very well. Um, we had you know, a real clear-cut chance early on. Then we became a little bit too passive and a little bit too um, pedestrian, maybe, is the right word, with our, with our passing. Although we were dominating the game, we, we gave away an, an opportunity, which was disappointing. I thought we became erratic for 10 minutes and came away from the things that were getting our success. Um, so at half-time, we asked the boys to be a little more progressive with our passing. Uh, we needed to play in behind and forward a lot more than what we were doing at the end of the first half. And I thought we did that second half, we dominated the game. 18 shots, XG of 2.58. That's just unfortunately on tonight we didn't put our chance away. You put a strong side out there. You said on Saturday you really wanted to get through this round. Uh, so it must be very disappointing not to find that way through, especially in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we put the strong team up because we wanted to win the game. Um, obviously, we're a few players down tonight, which isn't easy for a squad that we're putting together and building. But I feel like we've done enough in the game to, to win. The amount of shots we've had, the amount of... Um, XG we've got the amount of um, balls in the box we've done enough to win the game it's just unfortunate you know gave Sutton, Sutton something to hold on to and they defended for their lives and um, and defended extremely well uh, a different back three again tonight because of injuries as well is, is that another frustration? yeah definitely absolutely of course it is it's, um, it's been a season of frustrations hasn't it in terms of injuries you know um, during pre-season we spoke about it a lot and now we've had the the ones that have, have come on come on top you know uh uh, disappointing time both JJ and Taff from that left hand side so we need to move Joe out to the left today so yeah of course it's disappointing it makes things you know the same bodies going and playing a lot of minutes we've still got Wills and Jace working their way back to fitness so yeah um, it makes the squad um, extremely sort of thin um, but like I say we picked a team that we believed could win the game we won performance and chances created we did enough to win the game so um, whilst we're extremely disappointed there's, there's bits to be pleased about for sure uh, another positive was the introduction of David Wheeler for his first appearance of the season. It looked very bright. Yeah, he did. He did. He looked very, very bright. I thought he arrived twice on two crosses. You put your put your mortgage on him scoring both of them, don't you? And unfortunately, it just didn't happen for him um, tonight. But I thought his um, intensity, his desire to run in behind and get on the end of things, um, we have to be really pleased with that because obviously Dave's been a really important player for this club for a number of years and I thought he looked really bright when he came on tonight. Uh, another frustration we had that three game run looking at a home game in the cup as well before a, a tough trip to Northampton lost a bit of momentum possibly well, it's up to us isn't it to bounce back you know we all talk about momentum and it's a thing we believe in it and we wanted to we spoke before the game about tagging another performance on the back of the good performances recently tonight and that's what we wanted to do to a degree we kind of did that but we haven't won the game which is obviously the most important thing so um, we have to bounce back starting with Saturday we have to see the game with clear eyes look at the things we did well and how we need to improve and, and make sure we're ready for a, a real tough trip to, to Northampton on a Saturday Gaffer a tight game chasing a goal but no Brandon Handel in the squad tonight what's going on there? Um, no Brands wasn't in the squad um, which is obviously disappointing when we're chasing a goal second half He's been extremely good recently for us. Um, we love brands. If there's one thing I've learned about management, it's that you have to think on your feet and adapt uh, at any point. So, um, 
no, I don't think I should comment too much on that. Yeah, you can really hear from his voice, can't you? How you know, obviously disappointing it was, but but positives to take as well. It seemed to be so much possession as well. Yeah, although we all know um, possession, no one really remembers how much possession or how little possession you had. It's all about how many goals you've scored. So I think what Matt Bloomfield will be working on this week with the boys and his coaching staff is to how to make that possession turn into goals um, because we're seeing now that the, the style of play is starting to click on some parts of the pitch. We haven't really seen it in the final third as, as much, um, but that's where we need to make sure we're doing the magic because that's where we'll re- really be able to hurt teams, hopefully, as the season progresses. Uh, but yeah, lots of work to do still. And just goes to show how big an impact injuries can have on, on the side as well. Yeah, I think it's frustrating because I think we've probably found the back three that the preferred back three, if you will, in terms of you know uh, age and fitness and etc. Uh, I think at Bristol Rovers it looked really good with Tafazzoli on the left, Lowe in the middle, Farino on the right, and then when Tafazzoli picked up his knock, uh, Richard Keogh coming off the bench with all that experience is a great option to add into a game to, to close a game out, and that was a game that. The, the same formation that Wickham had at MK Dons, which was a, another really good performance at the back. Uh, but injuries disrupted that now. So um, hopefully uh, Tafazoli's injury isn't serious and he's back in for selection very soon. We've got the transfer window, of course, closing at the end of this week as well. And I guess that makes it especially interesting for fans, knowing you know, if anyone else will be brought in. Obviously, there's been a lot of new arrivals already. Yeah, new arrivals. There's obviously lots of talk about play, a player departing as well, possibly. So, yeah, it's never dull, is it, the transfer window when it, when it comes. I just find it really frustrating that it happens during the season. We're already, you know, a month into the season and the window's still open. There's still lots of jostling and teams having to sort of have a look around and, and do what, hap- what, what whatever happens. Because if a, if a player does leave, uh, you want to have enough time to replace them and I'm sure there's targets and stuff uh, all lined up but then you have to get those deals across the line in time so uh, yeah I'm sure fans will be desperately checking their phone on Friday for any updates but does it feel things are really starting to click in the in the team obviously the, the two games opening games of the season those three nil defeats it must seem quite a long way off now from from what you've seen that the team playing recently yeah they're moving in the right direction um, I think Freddie Potts is a really good sort of example of that as well I think uh, as a young lad getting his first real taste of, uh, of of consistent senior football and I thought against Sutton United he played really well and you can tell that he's a exceptionally talented footballer his passing etc uh, is really really good and you can tell he's learning a lot alongside the likes of Josh Goh and Luke Leahy etc um, I think he's going to be a really exciting player to watch this season and his upward curve has been a joy to watch and you've got players like TJ as well coming back who you think you know, he feels like someone who's really establishing or trying to establish himself now Big season for TJ Debar, and yeah, he's he's got to make an impression now this season. I think this is his time. All the ingredients are there. He's exciting uh, to watch. Uh, a goal would do in the world of good, I think, and hopefully that can come very soon. We had the news this week that the Cambridge game was postponed, which you know reflects the the level of international players that are at the club. Yeah, it's uh, unfortunate that it's a Saturday fixture we lose because obviously they're they're really good at Adams Park, especially with a, a team that isn't too far away with Cambridge. But with the injuries that we've got mounting up as well, it's not a, a bad thing, I don't think, that, that, that perhaps we get that Saturday off to give some of those players a bit more time to get back as well. And also in, allow our internationals to enjoy that experience of, uh, of representing their country and, and linking up with their international teammates because it's great experience for them. Uh, and we wish them all the very best and hopefully they come back without any injuries. And aside from this Tuesday, uh, good to play on a Tuesday recently. 
Yes, yeah, well, we, we got the Saturday curse out of the way at Bristol Rovers and then, lo and behold, we play on a Tuesday where Matt Bloomfield had a 100% record on a Tuesday night and we lost that one. So uh, football's a funny old game, as someone said famously a long time ago. It sounds like a bit of a cliche, but do you think that the players will be especially keen to, to bounce back on, on Saturday against Northampton? Yeah, especially with the gap the week after. Um, it'll be lovely to go into that, that gap with the season on the back of a three points. And also, I think, talking to Freddie Potts last week for Wanderers TV... He was talking about they just had a week without a Tuesday fixture and they were able to sort of do some really good sessions up at the training ground, which with all these new players and the new style of play, I think you know they're worth their weight in gold, those sessions. So uh, we'll have another two weeks of that, um, which I think hopefully we can see the rewards of that off the back of the international break when we're home again on the 16th of September against Blackpool. So yeah, but it would be lovely to go into that uh, international break with an away victory at Northampton. Really nice to hear Joe Jacobson on the commentary with you on Tuesday saying about how you know Freddie spoke so well and so mature for, for someone so young and he's so keen to, to really do well here as well. Yeah, and you know the, the great thing about these low knees is that you know they're exceptionally talented footballers. Of course, they're here to develop the other side of their game as well. So we will have to see some mistakes and some naivety at times. But as I said, the, the progress that the likes of Freddie Potts and his mates are making, I think, is exceptionally exciting to watch. And I think he's going to have a really good season for us. So, uh, And great to hear JJ talking about the fact that he's going to be back on the grass soon as well. I was going to say, it's fantastic to have some positive news, isn't it? Because you, you hear about injuries, and you know, obviously with Jack being out for a while, but to hear players are coming back as well is really positive. Yeah, um, Jack's is going to be a long one. Um, I think he's going to get a few commentary stints himself before he's back. Uh, I would like to think that the uh, commentary maybe gets them back quicker than they would have done before, because they think, blimey, if I'm out injured, I've got to sit with Phil every game. Um, so whether that uh, expediates their recovery or not, I'm not sure. I'd like to think it does. Yeah, so it's good to be able to call on those guys. And, you know, we had it with Nick Freeman when he was at Wickham Wanderers and he had a long-term injury. Uh, Jack, we were chatting the other day about when he's going to come and join me up in the commentary box. And he's, he's really looking forward to it because he, he finds match days very difficult when he's injured because you can't do anything. You're watching the game, um, you're frustrated and you can't take part. You're there supporting, obviously, and, and, and doing what you can. But as a footballer who trains and plays games, that's their, that's their job. He finds it very frustrating and uh, he thinks the commentary is going to be a good outlet for that. And a change of management at uh, Charlton. Hopefully you'll be able to take advantage of that and get uh, Danny Sender back with you as well. Yeah, I mean, it just shows you what a crazy world football can be at times, four games in. And, you know, Danny's done a fantastic job at Charlton right the way through the academy. He's been there three years. He's been slowly working his way up. Uh, when Dean Holden got the job, he appointed Danny as, as his assistant. And, um, and now Dean Holden is no longer in the job. They've taken Danny out as well as a goalkeeping coach as well. Uh, and I'm excited to see what he does next because, you know, we've all heard... Uh, his tactical knowledge on the commentaries um, he's one of the most hard working people in football he's a great guy his attitude is exemplary and I think wherever he ends up they'll be very lucky to have him so hopefully three points on Saturday fingers crossed in the, if we can take down the cobblers that'll be wonderful thank you so much enjoy the game thank you Colin great to do a job on the cobblers wouldn't it on, on Saturday away at Northampton Phil will be bringing you the whole game live here on 106.6 and on Wanderers TV as well and don't forget you can hear that full interview with Matt Bloomfield also on Wanderers TV we'll chat to Matt Crossley next online 
Still to come on this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderers show, we'll hear more from manager Matt Bloomfield. We'll catch up with Wickham Wanderers women boss uh, Carl Simon as well as they prepare for the start of their season this weekend. Uh, they're away to Ascot in their league uh, opener. Of course, uh, riding on the success of the Lionesses as well, uh, getting to the uh, final of the Women's World Cup only a few weeks ago. We'll look at some of the chairboys who will be on international duty uh, coming up in the next week or so as well. But first, if you're listening a few weeks back, uh, we got to speak to the man who uh, led Wickham Wanderers to the Football League as part of a series of uh, uh, key influences, if you like, of uh, getting the chairboys uh, from non-league into the EFL and uh, also uh, someone who played over 300 times for the club uh, I saw many of them and uh, didn't score that many goals mainly due to being a defender but two of them uh, were scored against uh, last Tuesday's opponents uh, I'm very pleased to say uh, joining us on the Wickham Wanderer show once again is uh, Matt Crosley uh, hello sir Ah, thank you. Hello, Colin. You okay? I'm really good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. not bad, not bad, yep. Um, fit, well, I've got back, back still a bit sore at the moment, but yeah, I'm okay, I'm oh, okay. That's Thanks. the main thing. 30 years old. Yeah. Does it feel like 30 years ago? I'm sure you get asked that a lot. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Well, I mean, it's unbelievable you say 30 years. It, it, it doesn't seem like that at all. It only seems, well, doesn't seem that long at all. 30 years is a long, long time when you when you sit back and think about it, but... I suppose because I see a lot of the, the old players still, and I see Martin still, and I see people at the club. It doesn't. If 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 I'd have been away for that long, it'd have seemed like thirty years. Because I see quite often, it, it you know, it only seems like a few you know few years ago. So, yeah. It must really help to keep the, the memories fresh and really shows how special football is as well. Because I, I imagine, you know, if you're a builder, we wouldn't be in touch with you in 30 years' time. So, re- reflecting on a great extension you did 30 years ago. <laughs> no, no, I was one of the lucky ones, you know, being a football, playing for Wickham and, and, and being a professional footballer. No, I was definitely one of the lucky ones. And um, no, there's lots of memories and um, lots of good times I've had with all, all my old teammates. And such a special time to be involved in the club, obviously, because you know we spoke to you before about you know that 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 period from you know being amateurs to to going to, to full time professional. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was quite. A, it was quite hard work to start with going professional, but you know we got used to it. Um, the the, the non league scene was. Um, I think it's a bit different than what it is now. Um, um, it was. For both semi-finals and, and the FA Trophy gets before you know the, the FA Trophy was well, it was a, it was a massive it was a massive cup and um, I, I think Martin might put it in his book that Ivor when Martin took over Ivor said that's what I want to win the FA Trophy and um, yeah but nowadays it seems the FA Trophy doesn't seem that big unless you know you're you're in those later stages get to Wembley yeah. We had that game obviously against Sutton in the Cup on on Tuesday night, and that yeah. must really sort of bring it all back to you. It does, it does. Obviously, I got the two goals, and um, it's we lost the first. I didn't play in the first leg actually. I, I had a I had a flu virus um, building up to it, and I think I lost about half a stone. I turned up for the game, and Martin said, "You know, because and, and physio Dave Jones said, you know, it's, you, it wouldn't be a good idea to play because of how much weight I lost during the week. I was a bit." Just very disappointed about not playing, and um, we lost. I don't think it was down to me that we lost. We just didn't play, didn't play very well. But I was um, fit and ready to go for for the second leg, like everybody else was. And did it feel like there was extra pressure? If you like, because obviously the stage of the competition that, that you were at at that time. 
It was, it was. I mean, we desperately wanted, uh, we'd, we'd been at Wembley a couple of years before and we desperately wanted to get back there again. I mean, uh, it sounds funny now looking back. I mean, it didn't feel like it, but looking back, the league was virtually sort of um, wrapped up anyway. Um, and it was, and it was very disappointing losing the first leg, but second leg, I mean, Martin was great at these motivational um, um, talks before we went out and played. And, and I think he'll even admit himself that he didn't really have to say much for the second leg. We were virtually sort of breaking the door down to get out onto that pitch because we desperately wanted to get to Wembley. Did it mean that you approached games differently? Because as you say, you were going so well in the league and, you know, I guess the, the cup could be a bit of a dis- distraction in some ways. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it, it was a bit, I mean... I mean, it was such a good season. I mean, we didn't lose that many games. I and mean, when, you, when you're winning games, it's sort of, there's, there's, it, it keeps, momentum keeps going. You want to win the next game, win the next game. And I don't think many players got injured, to be honest. And, and when you're winning, you, you, you keep playing. And um, the, the trophy came around and we just treated it like any other game. Because, as I say, you had, you had that Wembley thing at the end of it. And, and also doing a double. Um, that, you know, we were, we, we, you know, we were up for every every game, and, and I mean, Martin wouldn't have anything else than, than um. I can never, I can honestly say that I can't ever remember being relaxed before any game, thinking, oh, this is going to be nice and easy today. It wasn't. Martin made sure that we were at it, and um, we had to work hard to get our results. It looked easy, but we worked hard to get them. Yeah. It felt like there was such a familiarity among the team, and obviously that you know the players that you had around you as well. It must have given you such great confidence going into those games, though. It was. I mean, we had, as I say, you look back, you look back, and you look at the players you played with. I mean, every position on the on the pitch, um, we, we had quality. Um, as I say, the firstly the, the, the whole team that we had took Martin took us into the football league, and we kept that team virtually together for for two years. I mean, we were in the playoffs the following season with virtually the same team, and um, team spirit. A lot, and um, as I say, and, and quality players def- definitely help. And um, you know, it was a great team to play in. And great for you to get those two goals, obviously, as you say, in, in that second game. Yeah, it was. It was a bit really, the first. I'm, I'm one of those who's. I'm not bothered who scores as long as we win. It was one of those, but very fortunate to score two. Um, first one was a header from Guts's corner, um, quite early in the game, I think it was. But it was such a relief to score. I mean. The celebration was awful, you know, I must admit. And I always get reminded about the celebration, but the celebration was like a relief, you know. And um, the second goal was a sort of tap from the corner again, obviously. You know, that's as far as up there. And it just fell. No one marked me. It just fell at the edge of the six-yard box. And I um, side-footed it in with my left foot. You know, I was well happy. If we'd have had a penalty towards the end, I wonder if they'd have let me take it. You know? <laughs> yeah, kept the match ball. That would have been an even better blazed, story. Blazed uh, I'd have blazed it over the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's good. I think, I think Scotty was injured for the first game as well, and he came back and um, you know, he performed in, in that game as well. He, he, he was always a big miss. When he, you mean, he didn't miss many games, but you could tell when he missed games. But no, he came back for the second leg, and um, it was guns blazing. And um, yeah, I was very happy just to win and even happier to score um score two goals in that game and great as well because you, you had such great support in those days you know crowds around 5,000 just just watching games like that alone oh no it was great I mean it's always we're, when you're winning you know crowds seem to turn out but um we're, we're able to do
and it was, you look around and all you could see was um and, and I've seen some pictures as well from the home and, it, and even I mean we didn't have the big stand at the, um those few years you know they were behind us and, and Are you still there? Sorry, are they, are they, are they being dropped yeah. out a moment there? Sorry. Yeah, that, that was it. Yeah, where did I get to? <laughs> that was it. Come back. Yes. Uh, no, sorry, you were saying yeah. about the fans. Yeah, and I was just saying how, how great it was, you know, that we, 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 um, um, we, they, they was packed all the time, you know. Obviously, when you went in, it helps. But um, I've seen some pictures and, and some old games. They show clips sometimes from old games down at Adams Park the year we won the league and, and, you know, the, the the ground was absolutely rammed, you know, every game. And um, they got behind us every game. And, um, yeah, and we won most of our games, which was good anyway. It was, it was good atmosphere at the time, you know, good feeling around the town. And special memories yeah. against Runcorn in the final, obviously, as well. Yeah, it was. I mean, that, that was good. I, I remember Jason's free kick and um, sort of we had to calm him down after that. He was, he was going absolutely loopy. But, but um, it, it was... It was a comfortable win in the end. I mean, we've, it was a bit of pressure, you know, to, to try and win the double um, against Runcorn. We beat them, I think, five one. I think four or five one about three weeks before as well in in the um, in the league. I think we beat them actually to win the league, and um, and we played them in the final. And we sort of knew we were going to win if we performed well, and um, we we did perform well. So I was very lucky, very lucky to win the trophy again. And the cup and, and league double, as you say, it, it couldn't have been, felt any sweeter, I imagine. And, and obviously, ceiling promotion to, to the football league as well. Yeah, that's it. I mean, not many teams do a double in, in any sort of any sort of standard. Um, and um, I mean, for us to do, I think Colchester might have done it the year they won it, just before us, a couple of years before us. And, um, and we thought, you know, if they, they do it, we, we'll have to do it as well because um, they were one of our rivals at the time. And um, yeah, to win a to win a league double and to say you've actually won it and um, got the medals and everything for it, it's um yeah, it's a it's a nice feeling, and nice to look back on as well. And what was the preseason like, sort of in between? Because were you were you sort of braced for for quite a step up on on that trip to Carlisle? Yeah, we were, we were. It was um, I didn't know what I was doing to, to start with, you know, because we Martin sort of he, he didn't rush to sign us all all back on and um. It, we went away at the end of the season. We went to Falaraki, funny enough, with Martin. We all went away. It was told if we won the league, we could, we could have a holiday for a few days. In, in, um, and we ended up going to Falaraki in Rhodes, I think it was. And um, nothing was said then. And it was just two weeks before pre-season. Um, Martin rung up and said, you know, when you're coming in. Sort of thing. He was like that. He said, I'm waiting for you when you're coming in. And I went in and, and sort of um, took the full-time offer up, which virtually every single player did and you know, I mean, you're not going to turn it down anyway and um, yeah pre-season was hard work and um, and Carlisle that's what we, it was hard work the first few games were really getting the pace of, of the um, the new league was um, it was it was hard work for the first few weeks once we got the pace of the um, how the league was it was still hard work but um, we, we got used to it and we, we did really well yeah it's a long way apart from anything isn't it oh no <laughs> <laughs> it was a long way and um <laughs> It was just really pleasing to get a result because it was only a draw, but it, it was good, good to go out there and not to lose. Um, and um, there was quite a big following up there. I mean, a lot of Wickham fans must have um, took the weekend up at Carlisle, I think. 
Yeah, stick a rock. That's a... Was there a real feeling yeah. amongst the players as well? Like, kind of, oh, we, we made it now, we're in, we're in the Football League. What do you mean? Like, that real kind of step up as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a feeling. We, we, we talked quite a lot. We talked quite a lot about um, how hard it was and um, trying to get used to, to, to it, you know, the pace of the game and everything. And people didn't know what we were like either, you know, teams we played. And um, we were a bit unlucky not to get automatic promotion. And, um, yeah, we ended up doing it doing it through the playoffs. I mean, I think we lost a well, we lost Scotty during during that season as well. Swindon signed him in the Premier League, and um, um, I think Cups win at the end of the season. So you know, pe- people take notice of us, and um, a couple, couple of players got good moves out of it. And what do you sort of remember most about that time? Oh, well, we still stay in touch with the, you know a lot of the players. We, we're in a WhatsApp group, and it's it's mainly the players in the WhatsApp group is the team that done the double that year. And um, we meet up, we meet up at the dinner, obviously, and we meet, meet up um, once, at least once a year, you know, we meet someone and, and um, have a couple of drinks and um, it's, it's the team spirit. We don't look at back and we don't sort of say, tell each other, we're, we're, we're all level, you know, we don't say he was better than him, he went better than him. We're all level. We all, we all appreciate what, what we all did for each other. And, um, and um, we appreciate that if it weren't for all of us together, none of this would have happened. Yeah. It's fascinating to think, isn't it, that you're all, uh, you know, doing different things nowadays, obviously, and in different places. You know, Steve Guppy's in America, Andy Kerr's in Canada. Mm-hmm. And, but yet yeah. you still have that sort of thing in common that you, that you all kind of experience together. Yeah, it is. It's, I think that's, you know, I think, I wonder what it's like with other clubs. I think if you've won something, the, you, the players who've won something sort of tend to keep in touch. You know, I think that, that's what it is. And um, I mean, I might be wrong, but, you know, and we had, I mean, a, we went out together, we won together, we lost together, you know. Um, when there wasn't, if you, if one had a go, at, another player had a go at another player, it was forgotten about, you know, at the end of the game, you know, we'd, we'd argue, I'd, I'd argue with Paul Hyde all game, you know, and um, and at the end of the game, we'd have a beer together in, in, the, um, in the clubhouse, you know, so. Yeah, it's like that. We still have a beer now and again as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real special camaraderie, isn't it? And I guess, you know, for people that haven't, you know, been in a dressing room with other, other footballers as well, it, it's difficult to describe how, how, how that bond is. Yeah, I know. It, it is. I mean, it, it, footballers will always say it's a, one of the best places they've been. And it's one of the funniest places they've ever been is a football dressing room. And it's funny, you have to be there to appreciate it. You can't, someone says to you, oh, you know, tell us, you know, what, what's it like in there? It's, it's, it's hard to put put your finger on what it was. But, I mean, we had a good manager, didn't we? So, um, and um, I always say, he's, it wasn't nice to be around Martin when we lost. I mean, we didn't lose that many. But when when we won, I mean, he'd be brilliant anyway. But when we won, he was, um, I always say, he's the best comedian I've ever ever heard, you know, <laughs> out of all the comedians in the world, uh, not 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 he's not a, you know comedian as a he's a joke of a manager. I mean, he, his jokes and what he was saying to change him if we won after the game, it would it would have us all in stitches, you know. And um, no, as I say, we 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 stuck together. I think the players, who, who, there wasn't many who didn't sort of didn't join the ride. Um, I mean couple come and left and um but mainly all the players stuck together and we we knew we were singing from the same um hymn sheet yeah no it sounds fantastic and you must be so proud to be to be part of that as well because i guess even it, it's better in a way to sort of reflect on on that time because perhaps you know at the time itself you perhaps didn't realize quite how special it was no it it, it, it wasn't it you know it 
I wouldn't say it definitely wasn't taken for granted, you know, but we knew how hard and we, you know, we sometimes we won games 4-0 and people might have said, oh, that was easy today. But the reason it was easy easy is because we all rolled our sleeves up and worked hard, you know. It wasn't um, just get out there and and win 4-0. If we didn't work hard, we wouldn't have won 4-0, you know. It was like that and and win in the other games, you know. um, We knew, you know, if we all stuck together, you know, but we, you know, it, it'd be good times, and, you, and as as you say, we don't look back and you know take anything for granted. It was maybe we didn't take everything in which we should have, you know. And I think a lot of players, or even the top players, would say that as well. You know, some of the stuff they won, you know. But um, no, it's really good good times, and you know, it's a great club. So. Fantastic to think, isn't it? That you, you know, not so long ago you were playing teams like Fisher Athletic and Northwich Victoria, and and then that step up to you know football league clubs, and you know more recently, obviously they're taking on teams in the championship as well, and, and the likes of you know playing Spurs in the cup and things like that. Oh no, yeah, it's, I, I was speaking to someone the other day. I think it was one of my, my brother-in-law was looking at the table, and it was like Bournemouth. We're in, we played Bournemouth for down in the league. We had Brighton, we had Brentford, all those teams down there. So as I say, if they can do it, you know. Why can't anyone else do it? You know, we had Wigan had gone up there, and Wigan were down in down in our league. But uh, look at all the um some of the non-league grounds, and they say, yeah, I've played. I'm pointing at you, I played there. Every every team he, he mentioned, Stalybridge, Shelley. I'm saying, yeah, I played there. You know, <laughs> and we had some, yeah, like you said, some teams we played against, like Fisher and um, down to Gravesend and, and and teams like that. You know, it it was really. Good old football grounds as well, you know. It was quite, it was quite nice to go there and play as well. A lot of the new football grounds um, aren't the same as some of the old um, football grounds, yeah. And as you touched on, I'm, I'm sure it may be similar in many clubs, but there does seem something that's especially special uh, about this football club. And, and you talked about the ex player Association. They've got their dinner uh, coming up in, in a couple of months. Scary to think November's a couple of months, but anyway. Um, yeah. And it'll be brilliant to kind of mark the occasion of 30 years and the manager will be there and, and yourself. And, and really great to kind of get together with, with former teammates as well. Uh, yeah, it will be. It will be. I mean, I'm sure. I'm, I think it's one of the big ex-players um, associations in, in, in the country, I've, I was told. But... It's great. I mean, even some, uh, some of the players, you, you get to know some of the players from previous years and and, and after and that. And um, everyone says the same about the club. You know, you know, it's such a, a great club, and it was a great club to bring your family to. Um, you know, you're, everyone got looked after all the time. And um, no, as it says, I mean, some people sometimes say it's, it's the club's too nice, but it's um, it, it was a really good club to play for. You know, everything, even you know, I remember. Getting a Wickham Wanderers blazer and tie and, and the shirt with Wickham on, and it was it was quite proud wearing all that all that sort of stuff. And you know, play, teams don't wear them anymore. The old blazer and the and the you know the slacks and the, that and everything like that. But you know, it, it, it's all tracksuits now, which yeah, I don't mind. You know, the times, but um, no, it, it's it was it was the old school tie Wickham Wanderers, isn't it? It's very good. It must be such a nice feeling as well, just going to Adams Park and thinking, oh, I, I played on this ground and I, I was part of, you know, the kind of foundations, if you like, that, that's helped get them to where they are today. Yeah, it is. It's very, quite, quite, you know, very, you know, nostalgic when I go back there, you know, the smell and um, walking through, walking past the changing rooms and, um, you know, seeing the crowd and, and going in different different parts of the ground. It, it, it's, it's a real, it's a good place to go to. And um, I suppose players... 
if players have had success at other clubs, then they should feel the same about when they go back to their, their clubs. But yeah, going back to Wickham is um is really is is lovely, you know, and very welcoming as well, you know, and um I appreciate that. And obviously the fans still remember, and you know, seeing you play, and you know, you probably don't look that different either to them, and it's it's, it's, it's brilliant, brilliant to sort of reminisce with them as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I haven't got grey yet. I can't believe I'm not grey yet. <laughs> People think I dye my hair, but I definitely don't. You know. You'd know, wouldn't you? One of those yeah, things. I'm lucky. I know. <laughs> I just got lucky. Yeah, but it's great. You know, it's great when someone comes up to you and says, oh, "I remember you." You know, you, you know, he was a good player or, or, or whatever. And um, I remember the times when you played at Wickham and the times we had. And you know, I've heard I've heard fans say it's the best time. You know, the different age groups will say that certain times were the best times. To, you know, to watch Wickham and um. There's quite a few who've come up and say that, you know, when we played and when we run the league, um, got into the Football League was it was their best time, you know, and it's, it's always nice to hear. Well, it's been a real pleasure catching up with you again. Thank you so much indeed for your time and uh, brilliant to have you on the show and look forward to seeing you at the dinner in November. Yep, great, Colin. Yep, uh, hopefully I'll get up to um, Wickham um, uh, maybe before that. Um, or maybe if um, Phil wants uh, another co-presenter. I oh, might, absolutely. Um, He's always on the lookout for summarisers. <laughs> I might get on with him again, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Thanks, Thank you Colin. so much, Steve, for your time. Uh, Matt Crosley speaking to us here at Wickham Sound. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Bill Turnbull, a broadcasting legend whose tireless campaigning for prostate cancer awareness left a lasting legacy for men's health in the UK. Bill's message was clear. I really want you and your loved ones to take this simple online risk check now. Let's honour Bill's legacy together. Let's get men across the UK to check their risk. Let's broadcast it like Bill. Check your risk. Share the risk checker. Save lives. Final part of the Wickham Wanderer show for this week. Uh, still to come, we've got an abridged notice board section uh, looking at uh, some of the players who will be on international duty with the Cambridge United game uh, next Saturday being postponed. Uh, so that'll be on a Tuesday night. Apart from last Tuesday, got a good record on Tuesday nights now. Uh, we'll hear from Matt manager Matt Bloomfield speaking to Phil a little earlier on today as well. Don't forget the transfer window closes. Uh, the deadline is 11 o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast um, on the 1st of September. And uh, we'll build up to the trip to Northampton Town as well, of course, on Saturday, which you can hear uh, live on uh, Wanderers TV and also here on Wickham Sound on 106.6 FM as well. But first, uh, you might have been uh, heard our brilliant package with Cara Howes, the Wickham Wanderers women captain, recently on how the Lionesses have impacted Wickham Wanderers women. Uh, Wickham Wanderers women's league season kicks off on Sunday and uh, I've been catching up with their manager, Carl Simon, to find out how their pre-season's been going. Uh, pre-season's been really good, actually. Um, we've... Had a new influx of players, especially for the under-18s and the under-23s. Um, we're on the first team, we brought in um, five new players and we brought four new goalkeepers into the clubs, um, plus a new coach in um, Ian Beckford. So I'm sure you'll enjoy speaking to him at some point. But no, it's been a really good pre-season and we're, we're happy with where we are. And what's the integration been like of, of the new players into the, into the current group? The players we had currently were a really good group. So any new player coming in, you know, it's, it's very easy to to you know, work their way into the squad because you know the girls are very welcoming. It's a very inclusive group, so the integration's been really, really good. I mean, what we've we've done, we've you know, we've pinpointed certain players that we wanted and went out and got those players. So you know, in terms of integration, it's been quite seamless because it's positions that we needed filling. So they were almost um, waited for 
an expected arrival. So, yeah, integration's been great. So has there been a real process from last season where you've identified where you need to improve for this campaign and, and that's what particularly you've been working on? Yeah, I mean, last season was definitely a you know, transitional period. And yeah, we went through a, a stage in the first few months of the season we had to do almost a rebuild. We're not in that situation now. Um, we're much firmer ground, um, so it's been a lot better. And how would you describe what the preseason games have been like? Have they been really good exercises in you know working on what you want to so that you know the team are where you want them to be for the start of the season? I think most of that's been done, but really at training um, in terms of the preseason games, it's been tough because we've had half of the players have been away, so a lot of our players are teachers or they're working the police force or paramedics and so forth, and especially the teachers, you know, they see the time they get their holiday. So we've had almost half, we've got 60 players, we've, we've had half that number at any given time away. Um, so we've not been able to have pre-season games for the under-23s, so we've just had pre-season games under the first team guys, but we've had combined squads, and even the under-18s, I think we've had only two or three games. So what we've been doing is been using all the players representing in the first team squad. Having said that, most of our games have been against tier four and tier three development teams. So that's been challenging, but um, it's been good all the same. Um, and good lessons have been learned and got some good minutes under everyone's belt. And most importantly for me is we've been able to um, give the under 18s and the 23 players exposure to first team football, which they've been delighted to get and allow players to understand that there is a clear pathway and we won't just shut down because half the first team squad aren't here. Other players will get a chance and we'll still take those games on. So it's been it's been good in that respect. That must be so motivational. I know we've spoken to you before about it, but but players in the in the lower uh, groups, if you like, who, who can you know try to impress yourself and the other coaches and really earn that spot in the first team. Absolutely, and that's what it's, you know I, I'm, I'm quite strange in that in that way, respect. You know, I get quite excited when a lot of players aren't available because I think, oh, at last I can get these other guys in and give them a go at it. So yeah, it's been good to be able to give first team debuts to so many players and give them that exposure to the first team. And there are so many examples of, of where that's happened as well. Yeah, of course there is. I mean, we've got the likes of Molly Carter and she's now made it into the first team squad and she's from our under-18s um, squad. So she's a, a player that we've had a lot of trust in and real, real talent. Um, we've been watching her from the first day we came to the club, to be honest. And she's grown and grown and she's taken a lot of, she had a lot of exposure now to first team football. And um, we think that she's, she's, you know, she's about there now to, to make a mark this season. And you've got Ascot the first game this Sunday, uh, that's away. Are they a team who, you know, you've obviously come up against before and you're quite excited to, to face again? Yeah, local rivals almost, aren't they, Ascot? And, you know, we had some really good games against them, a much more settled side than our own. But when we played them, so it was always tough. But we always felt we gave them a really good game. They just had that little edge in terms of experience or players who, who knew the league. Whereas we didn't have that, you know, especially with our rebuild mid-season. And we had to bring the draft the players up. So we're looking forward to playing them again. So we've got them in the first month or twice. So we've got them in the cup as well. So, yeah, it's um, a lot of Ascot for us at the moment. <laughs> and you've got Oxford City, the first home game, which, uh, you know, coincidentally, the, the men's team, their, their game has been uh, postponed. So a fantastic opportunity for the fans to come down to Burnham and, and see what Wickham Wanderers women's all about. Yeah, and we've got the, the, the supporters groups coming down as well. Apparently they're bringing 50 supporters down and drum and all sorts of things. So I think it's going to be um, a bit of a surprise for for the people that run Burnham Stadium when they see us come down but it'd be great to get the Wickham supporters down there from the men's um, section as well they reached out to us and they said they really want to support us which is amazing so yeah that would be a great day as well 
And I know obviously we've spoken to you before about the, the impact of the, the Lionesses, but this must be a fantastic time for you know everyone at the club to really capitalise on the on the uh, popularity of women's football. I mean, it's you know it's 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 accelerating. It's going really really fast. Playing the tier three teams that we did and having a look at them, you can see the accelerations even further. Um, Portsmouth now going for um, fully professional at tier three, so it's it's getting it's, it's quickening up. Um, we were, in terms of our numbers recruitment, we were done by May. You know, we, we were finished. And we're still getting people coming at us now to join um, all the time. So the interest in women's football has exploded at the moment. And we're also getting more supporters that want to come down. And our season ticket allocation, has, has uh, I think we sold as many season tickets as we did the whole of last season already. So, yeah, things are really, really good and really exciting. Um, it's a great time to be in women's football. And especially with Wickham Wanderers women as well, because I know you know when we spoke to you last season, obviously you know the target was promotion. But as you say, you've had that season of transition, and, and you must feel that's really attainable this season now. We feel, we feel like we're on firmer footing, so definitely the target would always be promotion, and we'll go for that again as best as we can. Um, but we feel like we're in a really good shape now with the players that we brought in, with some more experience in key areas, and you know we won't be in a situation. We had a good start last season, and then we had to do a rebuild. In, in mid-season when you know certain things didn't go the way that we wanted it to go and, uh, and certain players had to leave. So we're not in that situation now. We've got a really good group of, of players. We're really strong. We all know each other and we're pushing forward from the first day of the season. And it must be really positive as well for yourself and, and the coaches as well after you know, a full season under your belt and, and, and really get going now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, even for myself, it's the first time in the league. So you know, we've had a look at it. We understand the requirements. Um, we know what we're coming up against. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to getting our teams into into it this season for ourselves. And a lot of the players that we brought in was complete unknown and we were figuring things out as they were happening. We know where we are now. Um, and that's, that's a nice place to be. We can prepare accordingly. Um, we can recruit um, accordingly as well. And, yeah, we're feeling really good. Well, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you. We look forward to catching up with you throughout the season and wish you all the best for the, for the first game on Sunday. As always, mate, you take care. Fantastic. Cheers. Great chat to Carl Simon uh, and uh, that, of course, the Wickham Wanderers women's manager. Uh, the men's team's boss, Matt Bloomfield, was speaking to Phil earlier today as well. Gaffer, a few days before a game, transfer window open, busy old time, isn't it? Yeah, uh, thick and fast uh, with the games, with the transfer window, lots going on. And we've also got a really important league game to prepare for on Saturday, so trying to get the balance right between, between it all. Um, certainly a busy time, but this is why we do what we do, because we love it. So, um, yeah, it's loads going on. First and foremost, how's the reaction been from the disappointment on Tuesday? As you'd expect, disappointment of, of the result. Um, we wanted to win the game, we wanted to get through, but um, as we always do, we've, we've watched it back, we've presented to the boys today on Thursday and um, told them our thoughts. I think we're still evolving as a, as a, as a team, as a squad, um, and there's, some, there's plenty of plus points. You know, The XG was really high, um, the shots were really high, um, there's certain elements that we need to tidy up in our, in our build and our create phase, but... Um, yeah, there were some, some pleasing moments and some stuff we need to make sure we're better at. And Northampton Town, looking at the table, an identical record to Wickham Wanderers in terms of results. This one could be a tight one. Yeah, it could be. Uh, done a great job um, at Northampton, obviously getting promoted last year, um, you know, and, and, and building a good squad, a good team. They've been together for a little while now, so I guess their cohesion will be good. Um, we've watched them. We know um, they bring a real, real good threat about them. Um, they've got some good players, so... Um, yeah, um, we're looking forward to the game. We've got to present ourselves in the best way we possibly can and make sure we're ready to go. So with the Cambridge game being off um, Saturday week, 
Um, we need one one last big effort before we get a, uh, an, an opportunity to refresh slightly before we go again. Be a local game as well, so there should be a, a lot of Chairboys fans. In fact, there will be lots of Chairboys fans there as well. That will help. Yeah, absolutely, because they travelled obviously fantastic to Bristol and supported us with their voice. And I think over the years at Northampton, we've always been followed really well with it being a fairly local game. So, again, thank you to those guys that are, are putting their hands in their pocket on a regular basis to support us. And we're trying to work our hardest to make sure we give them plenty to cheer and, and we'll be doing our best on, on Saturday to follow suit. Now, I'm on social media. I know you're not, but there's a name that's been doing the rounds. It's a name that's familiar to Wickham Wanderers fans, Uche Igpiezu. What's happening? Me and Uche have been in contact for ever since he's left. Um, I got on really well with him when he was here. Obviously, we were teammates at that point. Um, with my position at the top of midfield and him being a striker, we had a close relationship on the pitch and off. Um, and we've kept in regular contact. I was asked about it a couple of weeks ago and my, my answer has to be the same. We're working our hardest to improve the squad. We're working our hardest to, um, to make sure we're right at 11 o'clock tomorrow evening. Um, I know there's a lot of speculation out there, but at, at this moment in time, I, I can't really say too much apart from um, we're trying our hardest to, to make sure we're as strong as we can be. Are you looking forward to that window being closed? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's obviously been a, a busy period for us. I think there's been a a bigger overhaul over the summer than what we may be envisaged going into the summer but um, we're really pleased with the amount of you know time that we've put into trying to get us in as strong a position as we possibly can we've obviously had one or two situations that have been ongoing this week and we want to make sure that as a football club my responsibility to Rob and, and Pete and our supporters is to make sure we're as strong as we possibly can uh, tomorrow evening and things, some things are bigger than football it's a year since we lost our dear friend Bill Turnbull. I can't believe it's 12 months already. Yeah, it's, um, you're right, dear friend, uh, an absolute inspiration um, as a person, just an absolute um, yeah, inspiration, full of energy and full of um, support and love for this football club. Um, he obviously, we came, we came close off the pitch. He used to take my family around for lunch with him and, and Ceci, and I can't believe it's been a year since we've, we've been able to see him, but... Uh, a real dear friend. It will never be forgotten to us at Wickham Wanderers and uh, someone we think about regularly. Yeah, his legacy lives on. Men should go and get checked. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, you know, we need to remember that uh, Bill suffered and that uh, you know, he, he said a number of times that he wished he'd have got checked earlier. So it is something that we have a responsibility to ourselves and our loved ones to, to do. Um, but we have to make sure we remember Bill with with a smile, you know, remember him at, at Wembley that night when he managed to find his way on the back of his journalist background and <laughs> he was at the side of the pitch celebrating with us and, um, like I say, just a, a real lover and supporter of Wickham Wanderers um, through good and bad times. You know, he was always there supporting us, berating the referees and making sure we got the decisions we needed. So, um, yeah, we, we remember him extremely fondly. Well, I'm sure he'll be looking down with us wearing the green and white kit for the first time, hoping for three points on Saturday. Absolutely, absolutely. Real pleasure to hear from the manager. Obviously, we wish the team all the best on Saturday as well, taking on Northampton Town. Uh, if you're not going to the game, you can hear it live here on Wickham Sound and on Wanderers TV as well. Uh, don't forget the Cambridge United game next Saturday postponed. Uh, date will be released uh, for that rescheduled fixture in due course. 
and uh, of course we'll uh, uh, be bringing you uh, lots more on next week's show although we don't have a game to look ahead to uh, but uh, I must say uh, congratulations as well to Joe Lowe and also to Killian Phillips who have been uh, called up for their respective under 21s uh, as well and uh, could be more news on uh, more players as well who will be representing their countries during the international break hope you've enjoyed uh, this week's show uh, Steve Brown is in the Legends Lounge uh, on the 16th of uh, September as well that's some more news to bring you uh, as well uh, have ourselves a fantastic week. <laughs>